This is Christian Book Blurb, brought to you by author and songwriter Matt McClary. Get a behind-the-scenes glimpse into the lives of some of your favourite Christian authors, hear about their books and faith. Also, why not check out my website, mattmcclary.com. Hello, welcome to the very first edition of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. Um, This is a podcast where you get to hear from some of your favourite Christian authors um, about their their work, um, how they write, the writing process, um, and also a little bit about their lives as well. I'm very pleased today to be joined by author and international speaker, Patrick Johnston. Hi, Patrick. Hello, Matt. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm really looking forward to our chat. Now, um, I, I guess one of your best known books is called Operation World. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about what that book is or sort of what its purpose is? Indeed. Well, it's something that has actually dominated a lot of my Christian life. I went out as a missionary to South Africa and then eventually to what is now Zimbabwe. And whilst there, I was an evangelist. But we also convened prayer conferences in the mission to which I went. Mm. And in these prayer conferences, we had Africans praying for the world. And most of them had not had any geography lessons. So I began compiling sheets of information to help African Christians pray for other countries. And that was really the start of Operation World. The leader of the mission, a South African called Hans von Staden, he said to me, Patrick, why don't you put this in a book? So I did. And we produced the first Operation World, which was this. Mm, I remember I remember you showed me one um, the other uh, a while ago. Um, and it's it's basically how many pages is it? Roughly? This was only 30. 30 pages on like a sort of a, one of those really old fashioned, is it, was it a photocopy or was it even like a bander machine back in the day? Well, well, actually, when we used that for a few years, and then the leader of the mission said to me, Patrick, you really ought to revise what you did. I discovered a few countries in that 30 pager. And then I said, all right, well, if I do that, I'll have to cover the other countries that I didn't do in the first one. <laughs> I did not know what I was saying. <laughs> because that was in 1964 when yeah. I did this one. Yeah. And there was no information. But anyway, I eventually did produce this and it came out in 1972. And well, that must, have been, that must have been a real challenge because these days we take for granted so, so much the internet and we, you can just sort of on your phone or, or, or your tablet yeah. or whatever, you can just type in, you know, tell me about this country or whatever, and there it is. But in, in the 60s, um, how, how did you go about researching all of those countries? It was an agony because I only found out later that nobody had ever written a survey of the world, what was going on with the spread of the gospel since William Carey produced a book in 1792. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, people had done little bits. And uh, after I'd written this, an OMF missionary wrote uh, a book called A World to Win, which was, was a sort of global survey. But mine was really with a focus to get people praying and um, activated. And so it was really a first time that such a book had ever been produced. Mm. 
Wow. That's that's amazing. And I suppose from then sort of publishers then picked it up um, and started running with it. So so from its start in the 60s, um, where is the publication at today? Because I, I believe it's still being revised and updated and printed. So sort of. Yes. Well, the whole process has been an extraordinary convoluted tale. Uh, it is still being produced. The last one was printed in 2010. And the team I handed over to is uh, uh, working on the next edition at this moment. And it's hopefully going to be published in 2023. Um, of course, the whole publishing world has changed mm. radically. And uh, the way we did things in the past is not the way it is done now. But when, I, when we produced this um, blue one that I mentioned That's in 1970, the second one, yeah. we found to our horror that in South Africa, there was a closed shop a law that a book could not be commercially sold unless it was printed by union members in a union-orientated print wow. printing press. And so we had to give the books away. We hmm. couldn't sell them. And so I sent a copy to a number of people, including Moody Press in Chicago, and they wrote me back a letter saying, we've looked long and hard at this and we've decided it, it, it is unlikely to be commercially viable. <laughs> and uh, years later, one of the uh, executives said to me, that was our biggest publishing mistake. Mm. Because ever since then, probably about 3 million copies have been sold. Yeah, I was going to say how many copies roughly. And how many languages has it been translated into now? About, about 20. Um, not 20 with each edition, but about 20 languages have been mm. used. Wow, that's amazing. That, that really is um, quite something. It's, it's, it's a legacy, I think, that's going to continue. Because um, yes. you're, not, you're not in the, 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 the writing or planning group anymore. You've, you've no. passed that on now. But yes. it, it looks like it's going to be something that will continue for years to come um, as, a, as a valuable resource for the church. Yes, but the uh, book sales are more difficult now. It's very mm. hard to cover your costs with books now yeah. because so few people are reading and buying books uh, in contrast to the past. And so the team have developed various electronic versions. Mm. Then again, there's always the challenge. How do you cover your costs? And everybody wants all the information free. For free, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a challenge. Um, you have written other books, um, Patrick. Um, what would which which other book apart from um, Operation World would you say was your favourite one writing? Well, definitely, I would say my favourite one was not Operation World, although it's been the most influential. But after I had handed over, um, basically, two thousand and five, I handed over to the new team mm. with Jason and Molly. Um, I wanted to step back and look at the past, present and future. Where were we headed? What is all this information helping us to see mm. that might predict the future? And uh, we developed the most amazing databases on all the denominations of the world, unique. And so we were able to measure uh, objectively, the number of evangelical Christians and so on. 
as well as how many Baptists or Catholics there were in the world and so on. And, um, but then I wanted to write another book, which I've got here, mm. which is called The Future of the Global Church. Mm. Um, and that is a sort of summary of both what the trends are in seven major geographical uh, entities like population, mm. uh, water resources, and so on. And I'm, I've and got then, a... sorry, yes, carry on, carry on. And then uh, on the politics, and then the religions of the world, and Christianity, projecting to 2050, what the world could look like. Mm. I've got well, a copy of that book, um, and it, is, it, it makes for interesting reading. And when I say reading, um, there, there's not that many words in it, is there? there, there it's it's a lot more. Um, visual content. There's graphs and maps and um, all sorts, all sorts of things. So, yeah. So um, it's a really interesting book to get hold of. There, there are some words and paragraphs that that help to explain oh, yeah. um, the 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 diagrams and and graphs and maps that you you see there. Um, so yeah, that that's really good. Um, and did you in that book? Did you foresee that? Well, obviously not coronavirus, but the the, the sort of the internet and how that could affect um, worldwide evangelism and the growth of the church? I did, to an extent. Um, uh, I certainly did. Um, I also dealt with pandemics, mm. uh, partly because I was so sensitized to it. Mm. When the first SARS coronavirus hit the world, which was... Uh, the SARS epidemic in East Asia, only 400 people died, but one of my colleagues died in it. Mm. And I was then one of the executives of my present mission, and I, I was responsible for overseeing the handover of the work from the wife of the guy who died to other leadership. Mm. And so I was in and out of Hong Kong during that time, and I realized the importance of understanding pandemics. So one whole section in this book is on pandemics. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, very, very insightful and interesting. And as you say, it kind of tries to forecast in a way um, where the church might be in, in 2050. Um, and I think something you said to me um, in, a, in a different conversation is, this is where the church might be if nothing changes. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's it's not like a, a sort of a, a a prophecy that's going to be fulfilled but it's it's almost like a call to action in a way isn't it for the church that you know if if we just carry on doing the same old thing that we've we've always been doing this is where we could end up um but we do have the power um or the resources or whatever to to bring change or, or to change the direction of, of where that's yeah. heading so that's really interesting um we might talk about another of your books in a little while, but I would like to just um, ask a little bit about you, about about who who you are as a person. Um, so it's so where you're living and that kind of thing. Um, so let's start with that. Where, where, where okay. do you live? <laughs> well, we now reside in the city of Derby, which is one of the more successful industrial cities of Britain at the moment. Mm. Um, Rolls-Royce is sort of headquartered here, and they are struggling a bit with COVID, of course, with people not wanting aero engines at the moment. 
But um, there's a lot going on here, a very healthy city in that way, and very strategic. Mm. And, uh, but that's not why we moved here. But anyway, we're doing quite a lot of work amongst uh, refugees and especially Iranians, Kurds, mm. Afghans mm. In, the, in this city, because it's one of the cities of refuge in Britain. And, and another, it, carry on. I was going to say another interesting point. How many languages can you speak, Patrick, fluently? <laughs> well, that's another long story. I am actually at the moment trying to learn Farsi. Yeah. And I'm now 83, so it takes a bit longer. Yeah. And how, how it, once you finally mastered Farsi, how many languages would that be under your belt? Well, it will mean that um, about uh, languages where I've learned more than 2,000 words, yeah. which is my usual definition, you need about 4,000 to carry on a good conversation. Right. Okay. Um, in the subject of your choice. But I, uh, with 2,000 words, it's 20. Wow. <laughs> that's 19 more than I can speak. So that's, that's excellent. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was trained as a research chemist. Mm. But then at university in Bristol in the UK, um, God got hold of me. And um, I was converted. Part of the impetus for that was my despair and confusion with my, uh, the death of my father by drowning just before I went to university. Mm. I did not have answers to life or death. And somebody witnessed to me, and through that person I became a believer, and it just changed my life. So instead of making chemicals, I went into the task of seeing people made new in Jesus. Mm. He then called me to work in the shanty towns of southern Africa, and I spent 16 years doing that. And during that time, I also uh, began the writing of the book and so on. Mm. But that was a sideline. And so my, my task was really working with some dear African brothers and sisters, preparing them for leadership. And it was wonderful to see when all the independence rush came in the south, southern Africa, they're the ones who became the leader. Mm. And um, so it was... Uh, a very exciting and difficult time. But then uh, we were headhunted because of the work I was doing in research. We were invited by a big mission, WEC International, mm -hmm. to come to the UK and be part of their international team, their leadership team, with the, with the vision of strategy. And so I've been part of WEC now since 1980. And it's been a very thrilling time of growth and expansion mm. and seeing a lot happening around the world. Mm. Oh, that's that's excellent. And you married, Patrick? I am. I've I've had one wonderful wife, and I've got another dear wife now, a wonderful lady. So I've been really blessed with two wonderful ladies. Jill, my first wife, mm. I met in Africa, and uh, she she's British. She was British, and we we were married for twenty three years, twenty three and a half years, and we had three children. We were all loving and serving Jesus. Mm. And then uh, Jill got cancer. And uh, two years after that, she died. Mm. And uh, two and a half years after that, I married Robin. And she came into our life in a wonderful way. Jill wanted to write a book for children like Operation World, which she did. But she needed a co-worker to do some of the work she was doing in the office to, with all the information and so on. So we had a day of prayer and fasting. 
And in the middle of that time of prayer and fasting, the phone rang and it was a lady from California <laughs> saying, God has spoken to me about working with you. Have you got a place? Wow. She came and two and a half years after Jill died, she became my wife. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how, how God works. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is really good. Oh, that's fantastic, Patrick. Um, let's, let's turn to um, another book um, that you've written. Um, the title of this one really intrigues me. Um, the Church is Bigger Than You Think. Um, <laughs> yes. Would you like to expand a little bit on that? Because some of our listeners, I don't know, they might, they might be thinking that the church isn't that, that big or, or the church. I know, especially in the UK, we get a lot of um, headlines and things where, you know, oh, the church is in decline and all this kind of thing. Um, what, would you agree with that? Or what, what's the premise of this book? Well, it depends on your vantage point. Uh, because we see a, a very significant decline in Britain and Europe, we project that negativism on the world, which is not really valid. And uh, so in writing that book, it was really with the idea of uh, showing the church is bigger than most uh, uh, committed Christians think. Bigger in the sense that it's more important, because often as evangelicals, we have a fairly low view of the church, which is the body of Christ. Mm. And the second thing is that the church is bigger than you think, because it also includes the missionary component. Mm -hmm. And many people speak about parachurch organizations, which is a very wrong concept. It's actually part of the pattern that God gave us. And the other reason why I called it that is that the expansion of the church over the last 60 or 70 years has been so dramatic, but in the midst of decline in Europe, people haven't noticed. And for instance, I've got, uh, I've got shots of, for instance, uh, 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 the Redeemed Church of God in Nigeria. They have just... Um, bought a new campsite for their Easter camp that can accommodate 5 million people. Wow. Can you imagine any conference in Britain with 5 million people? Mm. Mm. Or if you look at China, I know they, the church in China is going through intense persecution now mm. yeah. under the present communist regime, which has cracked down on churches enormously. But when I was writing Operation World in 1980, um, we just had strong evidence of only less than 1% of China's population being Christian. But then came the measure of opening after the Cultural Revolution. Mm -hmm. And today we reckon the number of believers in China is well over 100 million. Wow. And I mean, we just don't conceive yeah. of yeah. the colossal growth that's taken place. In fact, the Western evangelical Christianity is now a very minority component of the active church of Jesus Christ. Mm. And so that is why I called that mm. book with that title. Really interesting. Really interesting. Um, I know you've written loads of other books. I'm sure if people are listening or interested, they can just Google um, Patrick Johnston books and they'll all 
come up um, for them to see all the different things you've done. Um, They're available in all bookshops and online and everything else. So do go and check them out. But you said you're 80 what now, did you say? 83. 83 and no sign of slowing down. Are you currently working on something? Or have or have you hung up have you hung up your pen, so to speak? <laughs> no, no. Or are you still I'm, writing? I'm still writing. There are, two, there are two books that I, I have in my heart or on the computer. <laughs> one is one is uh, a missionary perspective of the book of Revelation. Right. Because really the book of Revelation is so wonderful in, in really rounding things off of where we are headed. Mm. Many people have different interpretations. I'm not so interested in the in the theologies of it, but the basic thing is that Jesus is in charge and it's going to be a triumphant end. Mm. And if we look at it from that perspective, there are so many exciting things that are said that actually help us get the right perspective in the midst of problems of, of what God is doing and wants to do through us. Mm. Um, the other book that I'm doing is the story of Operation World. You've probably gathered from the little bit I've shared that there have been lots of interesting developments, and it's been quite an exciting story. And that is what it's I. It's a am story doing. in itself. The the, the, it the the emerging of the book. Yeah, yeah, really yes. good. Yes. Great. And then to see also how many thousands of lives, hundreds of thousands of lives, have actually been affected. Mm. I was at a conference uh, in Thailand of international Christians, especially focusing on the Muslim world. We were about 400 people there. I was speaking, and the guy who introduced me said, I just want all of you who have been influenced by Operation World to lift up your hand. Hmm. And almost the entire uh, congregation lifted up their hand. Mm. And it was very moving. Yeah, really good. Um, any ideas as to when those might be available? Well, Robin is challenging me to finish <laughs> the the uh, story of Operation by the end of this year. Okay. Operation World by the yeah. end of this year. I don't think I'll quite make it, but I'd like to aim for it. Mm-hmm. But the Revelation book might be uh, several years in gestation. Okay, <laughs> great. Oh, that's really good. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Um, yeah, I think that that's all the all the questions that I've I've had for you. Um, it's been really fascinating um, having having a discussion with you. Thank you so much for joining me and for being my first guest on the Christian Book Blurb podcast. Um, it's been really good. So please, if you've enjoyed um, the conversation with Patrick Johnston today, do go and. Um, look him up, have a look, um, and and have a read of one of his books. They really are quite something. Um, so thank you for joining us. Thank you, Patrick, for for you. giving of your time and having a chat with me. Um, and thank you for listening. And I do hope to see you again on another Christian Book Blurb. Thanks for listening to Christian Book Blurb with your host, Matt McClary. Do give it a like, give it a share and let your friends know all about it. We do hope to see you again soon on another Christian Book Blurb.